0: So then, yeah, this is the Wednesday episode of St. George's Rod and Staff, the official podcast of the St. George's, the Martyr of Kales River community. And I'm joined as always by the venerable Archdeacon Rodney Whiteman. Rodney, how are you doing?
1: Today, very well. Of course, we have had, um, we've seen numbers increase in terms of the infections, and we knew that was going to happen. And of course, uh, we now see why the president was justified to give us the kind of regulations that we need to live with in terms of social distancing and all the other practices we have to keep. And uh, we, we now know we are faced with a real, real challenge, day to day, all of us. Yeah. So, um, But it's also getting us to think more creatively about life, how we live, how we share time, with whom mm. we share time. And also how we appreciate what God has blessed us with when it seemed as if we were um, in that first part of Psalm 23 by um, eating wonderful, luscious grass as sheep and drinking at the quiet streams Mm -hmm. of refreshing waters. Um, How do we really appreciate that in the Valley of the Shadow, Mm. which is where we are in now? Yeah, no, no, we we we
0: definitely are there. And just a word on what St George's is doing to support the communities attached, associated with the parish, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Westbank community. Are there any plans in place there?
1: Yeah, all the all the correspondence that we were to write in terms of informing people, as well as um, at that particular stage on Sunday when we were. To keep the regulations of sanitization Mm. as well as social distancing in the service, we created um, one one extra service in the St. Mark's congregation. Um, And the responses of all three congregations was that uh, people had um, understood the the limited number that could attend, the spacing, um, and also There was an appreciation for the liturgy, though much more much more um, uh, shorter than normal, Mm. but that its flow and effectiveness was appreciated.
0: Yeah, cool. No, that's that's awesome. And obviously, there are no church services now in um, alignment with what the regulations that have been passed down for 21 days. Please, everybody, stay at home. What what is it? Uh, shelter in place. <laughs> yeah, shelter in place. Yeah,
1: indeed. Well, when we when we heard the the news, because I think um, we were all fixed to our television. We've never, in this new South Africa, probably as a nation, sat and listened to the president's voice. Yeah. Maybe during Madiba's time, but uh, certainly uh, because of not necessarily of Cyril. Uh, the Ramaphosa, but because of the uh, the COVID nineteen mm. thing um, that we all sat glued, because we now know that political leadership is very very crucial. Yeah, added to every other um, pattern of leadership in our in our nation. Mm. Yeah, this is a time when we're looking at leaders, and so the 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 leaders who have who have integrity. The leaders who are really servant leaders, yeah. um, who deeply care for people, will act in accordance with um, the, 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 the leadership given by the president. Mm. And um, and I think that, yes, though our minds are set up with what COVID is doing already and what, it's, what it can do if we don't... Um, uh, stand up to it in yeah. whatever way we can um we also really having to use our minds and we having to ensure that we understand each other so that we can have a collective um uh, stance um, of action yeah
0: no that's very 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 important now <coughs> as is what we are trying to do here which is to just continue people's exploration of their faith during this time of crisis. Okay. Um, the, the response has been really overwhelming. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we are adding value to your lives during this difficult time. Uh, and then, just to, to dive into the liturgy of this Wednesday, which is the fourth Wednesday in Lent. Um, it's always been, it's always been fascinating to me which sections of text are chosen on various things. <laughs> uh, it's just my own personal curiosity, but can you talk me through, like, why just, we will, we'll, we'll go through a reading later, but why these specific three lines out of what is an extensive text actually um, mm. were selected, is there, is there any special reason
1: for that? Yeah, the liturgy for the 6 o'clock service on a Wednesday um, had to, has to be done within 20 minutes. Okay. So we have to try and find what is the most uh, telling uh, of the reading yeah. that we have uh, in terms of a, a, a verse that could capture the whole of what that reading actually is, is saying. Yeah. So because we've had to sort of um, shorten things like we sing one hymn, one verse of a hymn Yeah. and uh, so we have one or two or three verses of a yeah. text. Um, so it's it's, I have to sit and deeply think about this mm. as I go through the readings to say and to listen deeply so what, what is it that is the most profound way to say it in a short space. Yeah. So um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who's got a long wind. And this <laughs> challenges me to sit and think more concisely. So I appreciated now that my lecturers have always criticized me for being too long-winded in my essays. Oh, wow. How, <laughs> why it was necessary only to say it in a, in a shorter, shorter yeah, way. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the text this time comes out of the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 1, verse 28 to 30. So Luke is a, is a very interesting... Uh, book because it, it was originally seen as the preface to the Acts because yeah. Luke was a follower of Paul as well. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that it's written to uh, the- Theo- Theophilus, Theophilus mm-hmm. which Acts has also been addressed to. And then Luke is the only person to really focus on the Mary story, um, whereas Mark, I think, went in... Was it Matthew or Mark? Matthew? Matthew spoke of when the angel appeared to Joseph, the daddy figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah where, where Luke turns it around and focuses on Mary, and then also expands on the John the Baptist story, which was very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, just, just your 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 thoughts on, on what what Luke is trying to say by focusing on on the role of the woman, because yeah. like, she's obviously carrying the burden, the biggest burden, even at the time, for someone who's betrothed to be married to then for
1: pregnant and just. Mm. Deal with her. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, Luke, Luke is fascinating. One of my favorite texts is the one that we're dealing with during Lent, yeah. um, which Henry uh, now in his book with Burning Hearts, um, focusing on the road to Emmaus' experience, yeah. which tells us a story in Lent um, just the day after Jesus had died and was buried. Mm. And um, Luke is universally, is as a universal crowd.
0: Mm.
1: And um, it's interesting that he makes the gospel in a letter form to a friend, telling him about how the effects of the person and the work of Jesus created a, a church in the Acts of the Apostles yeah. um, that still stands today. Uh, all of us are fixated as a church on the Church in Acts, mm. on the four pillars of their structure we still follow in our liturgy. Yeah. So, so Luke writes to Universal Audience, um, therefore it's a very inclusive gospel, mm. um, writing at a time when, then and now, when human beings think, think in departmentalized ways, yeah. race, creed, culture, Luke is saying Jesus goes over all that boundaries. And so there's not a boundary that Jesus does not cross and one of the boundaries that Jesus crosses is the whole question of the role and status of women mm. in a society that is very patriarchal. Um, what statement does Luke make when he, when he tells the story after having heard the story through the community and Mary had a very important role of of sharing her experiences within the community, um, that at age 14 she has this visitation, which the church has labelled or defined as the Annunciation, the time Mm. when heaven spoke deeply through the engagement with a 14-year-old young lady. To earth, yeah. And so, Jesus therefore is the one whom God uses to say to the world: the people you reject and sideline, marginalise, because you think their gender does not raise, doesn't reach the standards that you have set. I'm coming to show you, I'm coming to turn this all upside down yeah. and show you just how I work and just show you what heaven's community is all about yeah. where people are not segregated, people are not marginalized and kept down. Luke gives voice to the marginalized, mm. to the oppressed, and especially women at that time. Mm. So it's an amazing gospel amidst the other gospel messages. In our time. Uh, we have a nation where we have to have a 16-day awareness campaign every year yeah. against violence against women. But even in that time the world is not heard we hear of stories of violence against women happening. Mm. So Luke has a tremendously powerful voice. Um, into this society that continues to oppress what they consider to be the weak, mm. the weaker one's in society. And women were. Sadly, they still are. That, that, that is very true and very
0: sad. Uh, do you just want to take us through and, and the listeners to the, the, the reading that was
1: chosen? Okay, I, I, um, I chose verses 28 to 30. But you can read this. It's also used as a canticle in more in um, evening prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, where may, which which is called the Magnificent. Canticle. Yeah, the Magnificat. And so, um, Magnificat. Sorry. To be, to be cat, yeah. <laughs> Magnificat. So, yeah, uh, our Latin is a bit. Uh, <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> so, verse twenty-eight starts. It says, "The angel came to Mary and said." Peace be with you. The Lord is with you and has greatly blessed you. Mary was deeply troubled by the angel's message and she wondered what his words meant. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. God has been gracious to you. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Yeah, just imagine Mary in that situation. Just with this information download. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, it, 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 it always strikes me as 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 as, as strange is there's there's never any inkling to why Mary was chosen, um, but that's also just my own personal curiosity. Uh, but she accepts it so graciously. Um and, and quickly I mean she probably only had in, in the preceding verses there's just like one or two questions that she asks and otherwise mm. she surrenders herself mm. entirely to, to the process. Do you have do you have any any thoughts on that?
1: Does that attitude that you just spoke to mm. now, where there's a sense in which she journeys from being troubled by the message and yeah. the dissertation to where she accepts it, does it tell us a bit about her own spirituality mm. in what could be seen as a very oppressive um, a re- religious forum, where women were seen as siti- second-class citizens. Yes, yeah. So if they were seen as second-class citizens, why would the Lord bother to come to her? So what was her, even though she was um, separated from the men, mm and they seem to be the voices of God. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was her deep sense of God that she would not turn her back on this experience? What he does tell us is that she seemed to have an open sense of, of, of invitation to God. Yeah. Um, that her spirituality developed to the extent where even though she was not recognized as part because she was a woman of the mm. Covenant people, she was part of the Covenant people. Yeah. So she would have seen herself as more than just herself. She would have seen herself as part of a community, yeah. of a community with a rich um, spiritual heritage, of God's continued engagement with them. Mm. And this would have been instilled in her through the conversations with her parents, through the r- rituals of her, of the religion, as much as she was able to experience and be yeah. engaged with and by. And so it, it would seem as though she was distressed that she's having this experience at maybe... I mean, I, I wondered, what was she doing when this came to... Was she sleeping? Was she <laughs> baking bread? Yeah. What was she actually doing when this visitation... And that doesn't tell us Yes. Um, but I think there was a depth in her of expectation towards God. Mm. of openness to God, but it's, it's troubling if God comes to you. That's, that's what drew me to, to just choosing these texts, yeah. the, these f- few verses. Why did it trouble her? Why, did, why is the translation telling us she was deeply troubled by what she had heard, directed at her? So so So, so in some way, um, the message of the angel, the message the angel brought from the very lips of God, mm. which which was part of God's whole being, to the ears and the heart of a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. If God were to speak to you like that, <laughs> and God does, I mean, when, when we hear good sermons being preached, or when we hear how wonderfully effective a reading is done from Scripture, yeah. then somehow there's an attachment in our souls to want to hear because this message has depth that earthly messages don't have. Mm. And it's not just a message that would pat us on the back and say, oh, for, it to ha- for it to take deep root within us, And to bring transformation to us, it must have touched us deeply and troubled us because the gospel to be transformative transformative, has to shake us up. So if we're hearing any sermon, maybe our response shouldn't be Amen for the sake that it sounds nice and hopeful, Mm -hmm. but it should be Amen because it's troubling me. God He's a disturbing God. Yeah. He rattled the cages of the people who would now discover that Mary is the bearer of Christ. Yeah. How could that be? After all, the learned religious people would mm. not see that as credible. So God comes and this deep troubledness, mm. I think if we were not deeply troubled by the facts of coronavirus, Mm. we would not do anything. Yes. Yes. So for me, that part of the story is very important um, because it reaches right into the depths of our being that we don't even really understand, but we can sense it. Mm. So that's what got my attention, particularly at a time such as this. Mm. I think the the, the second thing is that this is the conviction that I have particularly because of the Lord's prayer when Jesus says our Father in in heaven Mm. addressing God, our Creator from the the humble abode of a sandy earth and then God engaging us. And I I think that there's a psalm that we will use on Sunday coming now which will say something that I think is very important to us if we we take it seriously. Um, The psalm is Psalm 130 and it says something like this. Out of the depths I call to you, O Lord. Uh, My soul looks for the Lord. So somehow earth, is looking for heaven's direction. Mm. And God sends an angel with a message which disturbs but will also bring hope. Mm. Without the message from heaven, earth has no hope. That's why the incarnation of Jesus is so important. Mm. He became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what St. John tells us. Beautiful text. Yeah. So how did he become flesh? God engaged Mary. Yeah. Flesh that was rejected because she was a woman. Mm. God uses her as the vessel that would bear Jesus to the world.
0: Which 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 then I mean on, on the journey towards the cross. Uh, there was always this, this poignant moment for me where Jesus kind of still seeks the approval of his mother. Yeah. And it is only after he sees her that he then truly accepts yeah. the fate that
1: is that is mm. upon him. <laughs> and <laughs> And in his dying moments, with his dying breath, mm. one of the words on the cross is Directed at her, he yeah. we asks. We we would understand John to be the one that sat at um, the breast of Jesus yeah. at the at the Watson table. Please take care of my mother. Yeah. But he says it in such a profound way. He says, um, "Son, this is your." So man. he so mm-hmm. he's speaking as a father figure yeah. to John. Um, this is your mom. Yeah, and he says to her. Woman, he doesn't say Mary, he mm. says woman. And maybe the words son and woman are meant to be inclusive of all of us, not just yes. those individuals. Woman, this is your son. And perhaps that is a specific message at, at this time of coronavirus, about family life, mm. about family relationships. What are we meant to do now in family life?
0: I, 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 yeah, I was I was struck by the the verbiage, or at least the vocabulary being used at this moment, where it's changed from um, self isolation and like those harsh words to more nurturing terms like shelter in place, and like shelter is a safe haven, yeah, and you most likely would be sheltering with your, with your family, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. It's actually quite profound how everything <laughs> yes. changes to, to then speak to our, to our humanity instead of just delivering us cold, hard facts. Yeah.
1: And so, based, based on that, um, the, 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 the message of the angel then mm. is so important as he addresses that our troubledness in hearing the message must not be one that takes us to the place of fear. Mm. that removes us and makes us want to run away. So don't fear in that way. Mm. Be awestruck. May lead to reverence and humility before God. But don't fear because the message is meant for hope. Mm. This is a message where God is gracious to you in the same way that the Lord comes to greatly bless you. So those two things in the three verses that we read is meant to help us deal with the deep troubledness. So that deep troubledness is not a negative experience, mm. and in the context of family, we are able to recognize because what was Jesus? What was God doing here? He was creating family yeah. for, for Jesus, starting with the mom. Yeah. It was it was to 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 sit Jesus up on earth, if mm. I can put it like that, yeah. <laughs> within the context of family. So God has great um, um, wisdom in creating the unit of of the community mm. as a family. Yeah. So whilst we do think of self isolation in terms of COVID, we are not self isolated. Yeah. We are meant to be isolated within the context of family. Mm. But there will be some who are alone, who will not so we've mm. got to think of them too yes. at this time. Yes. Yeah. Son, this is your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mother, this is your son, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's quite profound, because there have been a lot of stories of, I was engaging with someone on social media, who had split with his, his partner, and they each went home to their mothers um, to be sheltered during this time. And they left their flat completely empty, which is, like, it's a, it's a weird thing for adults yeah. to do. And yeah, just, as, just to your point of, like, God was laying the foundation for His plans, Absolutely. By laying the first brick as being the family, family and this, yeah. we set up this we find the
1: the best person to cope with this yes, yes. strange situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we can't read therefore we can't read Luke uh, as account of the Annunciation without the visitation of the angel to to um, um Joseph in yeah. Matthew. Yeah. Um, Matthew uses Joseph as the one to whom God came. Yeah, uh, And it's interesting um, where he says to, her, don't be af- to him, don't be afraid to take her mm. as your wife. Mary doesn't get that message. No, <laughs> Mary, Mary you to be the bearer of Christ yes. in the world. But Matthew, in this patriarchal society, yeah. you need to understand what your role is going to be.
0: Which is then interesting in the, in the, in the foreword to Theophilus, where Luke says he is aware that there are other accounts floating Absolutely. around, which speaks directly to what Matthew like, was saying.
1: So um, you can't read <laughs> biblical accounts in isolation yeah. to what's going on in the rest of the Bible. Yeah. you know. And and Matthew is because he's writing to a Jewish-minded people, mm. Patriarchy was important, so yeah. for him, the story of Jesus' birth goes around the father figure. Yes, Luke's writing to uplift women and the status of women, mm. and so and to be a universal gospel. So mm. he's writing to the people to say, women play equally important roles, if not more important yeah. roles, in this whole way that God. But wants. do you
0: think, like through throughout these texts, and I know we, we we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but uh, he he places he frames the father figure role um, through throughout his his writing and I mean there's 80 chapters in Luke it's one of the longer <laughs> uh, 24 yeah. chapters uh, 80 verses then oh sorry yes. I see what <laughs> sorry I'm just uh, he he frames the father figure fully around God as God being the father yes. throughout everything Absolutely. there's never like a reference to Joseph. even even when Mary directly after this. Goes to seek counsel from another human, which is Elizabeth, who is a cousin. Yes. Like the, the, the story of, John the of of Elizabeth's husband, I, his name escapes me now. Zechariah. <laughs> yeah, Zechariah is never really referenced. It's all about the account of, of mm. Mary and Elizabeth. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yet it's interesting that the church over time, in its morning prayer, sorry, in its evening prayer, mm. um, has as both with it. The, um, there's a song of Zechariah as well.
0: Yes, the the dius. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, song of it's, yeah. It's just just the knocking Yes, the knocking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the church saying then by holding together? I mean, that, that's that one. That the song of Zechariah is is not necessarily the father of John but mm. it's the one who says when he sees Jesus, the yeah. Prophet, he then sees, now, now everything has been done yeah. as God planned it yeah. to be. And then Mary is the one that says, I'm the servant that you're called mm. to, to serve in this way. And it's particularly interesting because this week's um, focus in with burning hearts is entering into communion where we take and and receive the sacraments, yeah. right? The body and blood of Christ. Yeah. So, Mary, you will receive mm. Christ into you. Um, in the, in the, if I can remember my church history, a little bit, um, um, we we learn of words like Theotokos and Christotokos. Mm. Theotokos is, was Mary, therefore, the bearer of God, mm. or was she Christotokos, the bearer of Christ? If Christ is God, yeah. then should she be seen as bearer of God, rather than bearer just of the Christ, Oh wow, who is of God? But that's um, <laughs> the wordplay in the early church. Uh, it shouldn't be a worry to us, because at the end of the day, we are meant to receive him into our lives. Mm. And when we receive Jesus, we receive God and the Holy Spirit, in whose name we are baptized. Yeah. So we are name bearers of God through virtue of our baptism, mm. which is confirmed in our confirmation. And so um, Mary's and the Annunciation experience is, Mary, will you be the vessel in whom I can place God, my son? So in other words, Communion, uh, uh, the the sacrament of Christ is taking, receiving Jesus into our lives, and when we get to the concept of spiritual communion, which is in the prayer book, around when we pray, when we go to the homes of people who cannot come to church, and maybe can't take communion. Mm. um, so, So, if I may just at that At this stage i mean i don 't want to overpower you <laughs> <laughs> no. but um, th- th- this just gives this just lends uh, itself to some of the words that we actually use as the um, spiritual communion prayer may i may I indulge you yes please I'm, and I, I think hope that vocabulary um, and framing the vocabulary is very important yeah, i yeah. hope that that we could be when we when we 're doing the, the the services for Sunday yeah. That um, I'm, oh, we are intending to send the, the the liturgies for Wednesday and Sunday, with Lindsay's permission, yeah. onto the onto the Facebook and hopefully website of the parish. Then, and you follow them. Um, then, when you look at the prayer of spiritual communion, this is what it says: It's three. But I've actually got four prayers, but three are in our in our. Um, in our prayer book, the first one, just one line, "Come into my heart, Lord Jesus," mm. and if that doesn't say, say it all, I mean, uh, just reflecting and tasting what that means, "Come into yeah. my heart, Lord Jesus." There's a, you know, as we say it, we literally, I can have a sense of yeah. tasting and receiving, and the other one which I find. Um, Mm. very interesting, says, Jesus, may all that is you flow into me. Mm. And then we'll say the whole prayer um, yeah. for Sunday. But you can go and check your prayer book. Yeah, there,
0: there's, a, there's a song coming to my heart, yes. Lord Jesus,
1: there's room in, in my, my heart room. for you. Yeah, yeah So it's based on that. And so at a time with the coronavirus now needing us to be not having church in the normal way, yeah. Um, words are important. Mm. Um, As we savor them, uh, the the words of prayer, the words of scripture, um, as we savor them, Mm. they in themselves become almost sacramental, part of sacramental grace into our lives. Awesome. And... Yeah, I think
0: we can just conclude on the prayer at the time of COVID-19 and yeah, reconvene on, on Sunday.
1: Also, sh- sh- shall I pray then? Yes. Are we going to do it together? Yeah. Author, Author of life, life, healer the of the nations, of nations. Grant, grant us courage to, to face you. our trial. Give us wisdom to find relief. Grant us faith faith to be responsible and and grant us us your your salvation for Jesus Jesus Christ's Christ's sake. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Father.
1: And we will be back
0: together virtually (laughs) on Sunday. On Sunday.